Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey guys, it's me, Scott DeSalvo, your favorite personal injury lawyer, and my amazing co-host, Amelia Finnefrock. Uh, back at you with another Blind Justice Podcast. Why did I name it the Blind Justice Podcast? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. We're, like, kicking the knowledge on this thing. So we're, like, unmasking or, like, removing the blindfold. So it's ironic. So it's it's horrible that I called it the Blind Justice. I mean, it's we're far too far into it for me to change the name. Well, and I think it's funny. Like, I think it's It's kind of like Blind Justice. Hey, what's up? And I feel like it's a... it's very like movie star. Like I think, it, honestly, I think the main thing is that um, the icon. I had like that video icon of yeah. the woman with the scales. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, what could I call this? Scott's legal minute. No, because it's longer than a minute. <laughs> Injury. Injury to insult, maybe. Show. Yeah. Law guy show. Sure. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, blind justice, done. <laughs> so many things in my life are like that. I'm like, good enough. Yep. Next. Done. Fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll the decision-making it. process of a of a always busy sort of fella. So what's new with you, Amelia? Uh, I'm So I think we talked about this last time. I'm in an improv show, and we just started rehearsals for it. And that's going to be coming up in October, which is really exciting. So I, we're actually workshopping it first. Or, no, we're writing it, excuse me, then workshopping it, and then performing it. So this is my first undertaking uh, with something to this degree. So but this should be very fun. Uh, and So is it with an existing <laughs> improv troupe or a, a new one? A, a new one. Um, well, I don't know if I'd call ourselves a troupe per se. It's We're doing a play. We're doing Noises Off, the play, uh, and we're, we're rewriting it. So we're in a cast. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's an improv show. So I would say troupe. Um, but, yeah, so I'm doing that. And uh, I am working on some music with a friend uh downtown and i told you earlier original I, stuff or? yes original stuff oh that's um, cool yeah uh i was losing my marbles because i, I thought it was he, uh, my his name's evan he's like hey like my friend's studio is downtown i'm like oh, okay and i just like pictured it like a small apartment someone you know working out someone's bedroom like whatever which is fine i go and it's like so wait a minute you initially thought that you were going to do some recording, and you thought he was going to take you to his bedroom? Oh, God. What kind of friend is this Evan character? <laughs> Watch his, me get his, paternal. His friend's, his friend's bedroom. His friend's bedroom. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool, then. <laughs> I, I, you know, like, I, because I'm, like, used to having that degree, you know, of, like, oh, I have a home studio, and it's my my twin beds also. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently right here, Actually, in case you, know, you get I, tired. I will say, this is the best, you know, up until this point, this is, like, also very professional, I will say. You know, it's it's in an office. No one's bed is anywhere near <laughs> <laughs> our recording equipment. And I go, and I realize, like, I'm thinking, oh, he's probably, like, really well off he lives downtown and whatever and so then i realized it's an actual recording studio so i'm like trying to not be a dork they're like 
oh, welcome, take a seat. And I'm like gawking. Oh, my God, this is so cool. Right before I go in. So like legit sound tiles on the wall and the whole thing. The board was like was legitimately like the size of this table. So like an eight foot soundboard or something. I felt like like Britney Spears before she went crazy. Yeah. I was like, Before she shaved her head. All that stuff. I never did it. it well, that's cool. That's going to yeah. be exciting. Like be things fun. are moving forward for you in yeah, your career. Absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. How about you? Oh, you know, traveling a lot, mm-hmm. uh, going to seminars, stuff like that. Set up a seminar here in Chicago for injury lawyers. Uh, we had a prominent guy who does a lot of medical malpractice come in and, and give a speech. And, uh, you know, other than that, just working hard on cases and, and you know, moving them along and getting them ready for trial. That's uh, usually enough for anyone's plate, but I always overload mine. Right. What do you do to, like, between all this traveling to relax? Like, Not yeah. enough, clearly. Um, <laughs> I, Besides this podcast, I course. read a lot, which is like, the, look, if, you're, if you do what I do for a living and you're a lawyer and you're always reading books on the law and taking seminars and – doing research on your cases, it is sort of the saddest thing you can possibly say when somebody asks you what you do for fun <laughs> to say that you read. But I do read. Oh, that's good. And um, I also am, you know, we've talked off air. I'm a huge fan of movies. I love movies. I love horror movies for some reason. Oh, my goodness. Horror so movies great. and, like, uh, sci-fi movies mm-hmm. are, you know, like the alien movies are some of my favorite. And... Uh, you know, I try and get some exercise in, and I like to try new restaurants, romantic walks on the beach. Oh, yeah. I like to compose poetry to my love. <laughs> okay. Maybe not the poetry Well, now part. we have to hear some of the poetry, um, Will a dirty limerick suffice? <laughs> a dirty limerick. Anyway. So um, the topic for today's uh, podcast is, you know, we a lot of times I pick these topics based on questions I get. So if so, if any of the listeners have a question and you want to send me a, a question that you want to hear about on air, you can send that to Scott with two T's at DeSalvoLaw.com. That's my email address here. And you can send me any questions you have or, um, you know, if you got show topics or comments on the show, feel free to email them to Scott at DeSalvoLaw.com. But the topic uh, today that we're going to talk about are cases against the Chicago Transit Authority, CTA. And so there's um, – we've signed up a few interesting ki- different kinds of cases, and I thought it would be cool for people to get, like, the inside baseball on CTA cases because there's actually a few kinds of cases. Some of them are better than others, and I think it would be helpful for people who maybe ride the CTA to know uh, what's what in case they get hurt on the CTA. I want to know because I ride the CTA. You do? I'm not proud of it. But I do. Yeah, I've read the C- I've I've ridden the CTA my whole life. Even as a little kid, um, you know, my family would like we when my dad was at work, my mom would take the kids and we'd hop on the CTA. So I grew up riding it, and um, I, I hate to say it, I feel like it's not as well run as it was when I was a kid. I feel like the bus drivers are drive the buses sort of erratically and yes. jerky and yes. there's all Very kinds of jerky. stuff going on at the at the train station so um there's not going to be a lot of structure to this podcast but there's three cases in the 
uh, in the office here that I want to talk to you about a little bit. So one kind of CTA case is a case where it's just a motor vehicle crash, right, just on the street, and it involves a CTA bus or a CTA vehicle. So, for example, one, and this is probably like the least common kind of CTA case is, we had like a manager, a CTA manager driving a CTA SUV, not a not a passenger vehicle. I wonder what that looks like. It's just like a SUV that has CTA painted on the side. And we know it goes very slow, right? Um, well, I wish it was going slower and it wouldn't have <laughs> rear-ended my guy on the expressway. Oh, no. But usually when, when we have these crashes, it's a bus versus a car or a bus versus an SUV, yeah. right? And so these buses are tens of thousands of pounds heavy. Yeah. And so when they hit a car, they'll clobber you. Oh, and geez. one of the things that you ought to know is um, all of the CTA buses are equipped with cameras. So they have cameras inside the bus, multiple cameras inside the bus. They have cameras pointing behind the bus, and they have cameras pointing forward on the traffic. Oh, I didn't know they had that many. Yeah, they have cameras all over, and they're recorded on hard drives in the bus. Wow. And the funny thing my my injury lawyer friends and I always joke about, and it's really nothing – it's not funny because the CTA gets away with it, but whenever the video would help an injured person's case, CTA claims that the video cameras malfunctioned. And they don't have the video. Oh, come on. So, for example, if you have a red light case where a CTA bus is is running through a red light, they don't have the video. Or if there's a big collision between the bus and a light pole that shows everybody on the bus being jostled and thrown out of their seats, they lost that video. Yeah, that's suspicious. I, I have yet to have the CTA produce a video in a case where the video was helpful. So do they really have cameras then all around No, they do for sure because they're happy to share the video with me when it doesn't show much, right? Or if it exonerates them. That's so gross. But it happens, you know, it happens all the time. And so, um, you know, so we have the first category is like traffic accidents involving CTA vehicles. And if a bus hits somebody because of its weight, it can cause a major collision, right? I'm sure. The other kind of injury case that I get a lot of calls on is a person on a bus or on a train who is getting on the bus or getting off the bus. And these buses and these drivers drive the buses so jerky. Mm-hmm. Now, I've Did been you? on a lot of buses, and you could probably comment on this. Yeah. Sometimes you get on a bus or a train and you think, okay, it's a big, heavy bus, so it can't accelerate quickly right. or change speed quickly. Wrong. Really not true. Yeah. And when you're on your foot, feet and the, the ground is wet, like mm-hmm. the floor of the bus is wet, it is easy for the bus to, like, accelerate or jerk yeah. or lurch. Yeah. I mean, you've been on buses that have done that, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, you know, as a seasoned CTA rider – you quickly learn. I'm sure you know this as well. Like to like have that sturdy stance, you know. Make right, sure the wide. Yeah, like you know, you have something in your like in in the vicinity to hold on to. But when it gets packed, you know, and the weather's bad, you don't really have much to hold on to. You definitely have to, you know, hold your ground. But yeah, I mean, there are many times that I've slipped and fell, and 
I mean, I'm fine. I, no injury law cases from that. But definitely could see someone maybe being a little older and having, God forbid, I had, like, you know, a cast on or, you know, was in a wheelchair. It really isn't safe. Like, the way they, they drive, the bus drivers, I mean, it's just so, you know, jerky. Yeah, another thing to think about is it's not like there's always a grip. Like, let's say, yeah. let's say the bus is, like, speeding up on your way to your seat. And the bus is, like, lurching and jerking. I'm assuming that's when they change gears. I don't even know. I, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes it's like you have to let go of your hand grip before you can get the next one. Right. right? And then, like you said, if it's an older person or a person with mobility problems or even somebody carrying bags, right? Like if yeah. they've got a box or a bag with them, that's going to throw you off balance a little bit, too. Those are tough cases, and those are the kinds of cases that CTA loves to produce the video. Uh, because on the bus, the camera moves along with the bus, right? Oh, so when the bus jerks on the vi- inside video camera, it doesn't look like anything. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and if you show it to a jury, the jury's like, okay, it doesn't look like the bus is jerking to me. And so then you have to say... Well, keep in mind, the camera is moving with the bus. And, and that's why those cases are hard. And the CTA, the, uh, the cases where it's a fall on the, on the bus because it's jerking or lurching, um, those cases are really hard to prove. Mm-hmm. And the CTA always argues that everybody knows that that's how the buses operate, that they jerk and they lurch and they stop and they speed up very quickly. And so it's your duty to protect yourself against it. Which is, you know, it's a surprisingly uh, common argument, and they they do pretty well making that argument. I mean, my response to that is, look, just because we know that you are forcing us into a dangerous situation by right. your conduct doesn't mean that makes your conduct safe or okay. The other thing is, um, if you're a passenger on the CTA, the CTA owes you a duty called – it's called the uh, – it, they owe you basically a special duty of care, more than just like if your friend gives you a ride in his car. This is news. Right, because the, the CTA is considered a common carrier, right, meaning they are in the business of transporting people, and they owe you the highest degree of care. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. CTA, the, CTA has an advantage over other kinds of defendants because – when they're defending a case, there's really only a few kinds of ways people sue CTA in an injury case, right? Mm-hmm. A traffic crash or somebody falls on the bus or on the train. Right. And then their lawyers handle all those cases. So they're only handling a couple of categories of cases. Right. It's like if you were going to practice, try to become a basketball player, but you didn't. the only thing you had to focus on was th- free throws right? You could stand at the free throw line every day and get really good at free throws. Sure. That's like their lawyers. They're defending, you know, very similar cases. So uh, it's easier because they get experience doing that stuff. So I would say those are probably the two most common kinds of CTA cases. There are other kinds, but the fall on the bus because it's lurching or somebody, I actually have one where one of the uh, metal strips that mm-hmm. goes sidewise uh, the way you walk yeah. uh, yes. when you're getting off the bus. Right. It actually was up. 
And the lady tripped and, like, fell forward and hit her head on the windshield (gasps) of the bus. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's – she had the presence of mind to take a picture of the metal strip sticking up. But I don't know how a bus gets placed in service with something sticking up Uh, like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's still categorized as a fall on a bus case. And I just signed up a very serious injury case where a CTA bus uh, ran a light. But – I would say those are the two most common. But if you have any questions, anybody listening, if you're involved in a situation where you or a loved one's injured involving the CTA, definitely just give us a call at the office. We're happy to talk Mm -hmm. to you. And I've been uh, handling cases against the CTA for, you know, gosh, almost 20 years now. So I, I know how to handle them. And you know, it used to be years ago when I was a young lawyer that you could settle a fair number of them. That has really changed over the years. The CTA huh. fights them now. They well, they I'm fight sure. them tooth and nail. Well, I feel like the uh, I feel like, and I, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast. That there, uh, a lot of the CTA employees seem to be overworked, uh, and that's why uh, that crash. I think it was about two years ago when uh, a Blue Line train went up an escalator because the woman driving the train fell asleep. She was working these crazy uh, amount of shifts for the CTA, uh, and I'm pretty sure she got jail time for yeah. it because people people died. Yeah, in that. Yeah, no uh, that 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 was a major case, and that's true. Like over the years, you've I've seen uh, stories in the newspapers, the Tribune and the Sun Times, where the Chicago Transit Authority has been reducing the number of people at each uh, employees working at each train station reducing the number of bus drivers reducing the number of even operators on the bus i mean i'm or or train rather and i think we're at the point now where there is literally just one operator on each train i think you're right which is kind of crazy like you would something were to happen yeah yeah i mean it's it's you know really bad news even if it's just one operator keeping an eye on another one right you know you've got you can have hundreds of people on those things and it it's bad news you know, I mean, that ratio that's surprising actually that that's not illegal one one person to hundreds of people that's cr- how do they get away with that yeah well i mean the thing is chicago transit authority is a branch it, it's a part of the city of chicago it's a government entity yeah right and so they're protected under the law on several things. And obviously, the city of Chicago wants to save money. The CTA wants to right. save money. And so th- I feel like they're cutting corners on safety. Like right now, we've got a case um, where, you know how on the train stations, the train stops at the station and then you hear the chime. Right. You know, ding yeah. dong. Sure. This is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Doors opening. So. What happened in in the case I just signed up is the train stops. Our guy looks out the window. He's at the train station. The chime plays, and it says this is, you know, whatever the train station is. He gets up, and he starts walking to the doors, and then the train lurches forward another 20 feet and stops again. Well, when it lurches forward, he's walking to the doors, and he's not expecting the train to move. Oh, no. So he slips and falls and hurts himself really bad. And that's another thing, like, I, I'm going to find out in the course of litigation, do the ch- are the chimes automatic 
or does the operator of the train play the door chime? And and that's an interesting question because yeah. either way, let's face it, the only relatively safe place on a bus or train is in a seat. Mm-hmm. If that bus or train is moving when you're out of your seat, we all know it's dangerous. And the right. CTA knows damn well it's dangerous. Yes. And so for them to play the chime, and then our guy gets up and he's walking and he's like, okay, time for me this to is the rare time on a CTA bus or train that I'm safe. Right. I'm safe from a lurching, accelerating, decelerating, sudden stopping train or bus. And then he's walking and the thing lurches. Right. Horrible. Yeah. Right? That's absolutely. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. These cases are tough and the CTA wants to take them all the way, but... You can you can definitely win them if you've got an attorney who knows what to look for, who's going to take the time to actually look at the case and think about the case. So, are you able to request? Because uh, I know I know there's one ca- at least one camera in every train car, right? Mm-hmm. In this like the center. Yeah, more What's... than one, I think. Oh, okay. So, are is that also difficult to get a hold of when you need? Well, that it's footage? the same thing we it's were talking about before. Dance. When yeah. when it's okay. good for us there's a very high percentage that the video is lost or malfunction, right? But when the video is good for the CTAs, they they have a very high percentage of being able to produce the video, which is nonsense, right? I I almost want to, like, get injury lawyers together and, like, do a spreadsheet or a database. Right. And say, hmm, so weird. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, there's no way that you could subpoena them and say, regardless. No, of no, we're gonna. T- yeah, we're. Yeah, tweet. that's what we do. We file a suit. There's no way to get the video until we file a lawsuit. Right. But we issue a subpoena for the video, and then they respond. And you know, if I really think it's questionable, I can take some depositions of people who are responsible for the video. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they can be good cases. They can also be very tough cases. Sure. 